Welcome to the Confidence Lounge podcast, where we cover all things confidence in life and business. I'm your host, Elise Conroy, and I'm on a passionate mission to help thousands of women across the world feel more confident from the inside out, because not on my watch am I ever going to watch another woman do insecure life and business again. So if you're ready to become your most confident self, mama, or businesswoman, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. So grab your favorite beverage, get nice and comfy, and get ready to receive today's confidence injection. Welcome to day five of Healing Week. Okay, trigger warning. We are going to be talking about a very tender topic today, which is miscarriage. So I'm warning you, there's going to be a lot of talk about loss. So if that is something that is going to be triggering for you, I just want you to know what you're getting into with today's episode. So there's warnings. I might cry as we're talking about this. It might bring up some feels for you too, but I invite you to just sit down, lean into hearing this conversation, and allow yourself to get the tools and support that you need if you are somebody who has faced loss. So I want you to know that I lost a baby in 2020. I'm going to share that whole experience. And I want to open this conversation up by also sharing that I just had a baby. (laughs) And it is a full range of emotions when I think about who I have become in that process of navigating one of the most painful and devastating moments of my life and then shifting into the most joyous, most insanely mind-blowing, rewarding, loving, beautiful experiences of my life. So it is truly the epitome of when I say life is 50-50, what that actually looks like. Because when I lost my baby in 2020, it was going to the pits of hell. And it was the deepest pain I have ever felt in my life. You know, and then we look at the juxtaposition of feelings of when I had my son Micah a few months ago, and that was the most joy I've ever felt in my life. My heart burst open that day. A whole new version of me was born. So I want you to know as we start this conversation that it is possible for you. If you are sitting here in a place where you have experienced loss, it is 100% possible for you. So we're going to open this conversation with a lot of love, a lot of compassion, a lot of empathy, and we are going to just be in a space where we are going to do some healing work on you together. I'm going to tell you my story about loss, and I'm going to give you some really powerful tools to talk about how you can heal from going through miscarriage and how you can use this pain to help you transition into the most powerful version of you, the most powerful woman, the most warrior-esque version of yourself that you can ever possibly be. So are you ready? All right, let's shine the light on something that is so scary for so many of us. And I think that for so many of us that have gone through miscarriage, we, we don't talk about this. And I was actually shocked that I found out on the other side of my miscarriage and opening up to so many of my friends, how many of them had experienced loss. And I had no idea. And these are some of the people that are closest to me in my life. So it is very, very, very common for women to go through miscarriage. The stats of miscarriage are insane. And according to the Mayo Clinic, up to 20% of pregnancies end up in miscarriage. So it is very, very likely that you or someone that you know has faced loss. But most of us never talk about loss and we have 
hide the loss and it creates a lot of shame. And we start to tell ourselves stories about we are broken as women, we are flawed, our body didn't do our job, our body let us down. And this isn't what the story that I want to see you living in. And what I want to do is create a very safe space to talk about something that is so stigmatized. Because I could not believe how it was like the houses just started crashing down as I started opening up and all of these people in my life started coming to me and telling me about their stories. And they're like, Elise, I've never told anybody about this before. And it is so sad to me that we are so afraid to share about our experience. And I need you to know at this point, I am so okay talking about this. So please reach out to me. I'm 100% open talking about this with you. So if you have been suffering alone, you have a safe space to always slide into my DMs on Instagram. You can reach me at your soul makeup and you always have a friend in me and a confidant in me. And I want you to know that your story is safe with me. So I want to encourage you just to start this conversation. If you are somebody who has experienced loss, please talk about it. Do not fight this battle alone. Do not suffer in silence. Do not isolate yourself. Do not hold all of this pain so close to your heart because all that's going to do is pop up in different areas of your life and you're going to be like a pressure cooker and at one point you're going to blow. And I don't want this pain to ravage you. I want to see you lean in to get the healing support that you need, which is once again why we are here doing this work today. So let's talk about my experience with loss. And I want to then talk about what happened on the other side of my miscarriage. So I had for a long time, I didn't know actually if I wanted to have children. I've always identified as a career woman. Career was number one for me. I didn't really care about anything else. It was just, you know, success at all costs. And that actually changed for me in a very profound way after going to my husband's family's family reunion. So back in 2012, it was a insane introduction into the Conroys because I always wanted to marry into a big family. I didn't really realize how big his family actually was until I went to this family reunion. And there are hundreds of us wearing the same shirts and everywhere I looked, there was another Conroy and I was so blown away by how huge his family was. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm at home. This is exactly what I've always dreamed of because I'm an only child. I only have my parents. We have a very, very, very small family on our side. So walking into this insanely big family that is so loud, so loving, just so accepting, like they instantly made me feel like I was a part of the family and I've never been accepted like that by a family before that wasn't my own. And so I remember watching Mr. Soul Makeup with all of his little cousins. And there was one moment in particular that I remember very vividly. And we were at this lake in Northern California and all of his little boy cousins and, you know, just, all, uh, just they jumped on him, basically. You know, they're trying to drown him, like, as they do. And he's literally like, I'm drowning. Hold on. Like, I have five kids on top of me pushing me down. And I just remember, like, him getting out of the water. And he had the biggest smile on his face. And I fell so much more in love with him in that moment. And it was that experience of just seeing, oh, my God, he is so incredible with kids. And this is something I want to experience with him. And that really changed my desire. Because up until that point, I was very, like, I called kids it. I was like, eh. you know, I was that total stereotypical person, like businesswoman that you see in the movie that gets handed a child and just like freezes and becomes a statue and like holds them like, oh God, I don't know what to do with them. And then they cry and I'm like, ah, get them away from me. You know, like every kid that anybody ever put into my arms instantly started crying because this poor kid was probably feeling my energy that I wanted nothing to do with it. So... <laughs> But things are very different now, you know, but that was really where I was at. And so I'd made that decision. And so now all of a sudden it's me playing with all of his little cousins and I'm starting to cultivate relationships with all these kids. And I'm like, this is actually super cool. Okay. And, you know, I'd never been around that type of family environment before. And so 
I had made that decision and, and living the lifestyle that I was living, being so career centric and a, such a, you know, high stress position, such a high level position. And I was flying all the time all around the world. It made it very challenging to conceive. So after we had gotten married in 2015, I had kind of in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm open to this. I'm, I'm ready. You know, we have just bought a house and we had a beautiful, you know, large home to grow into. And for six years, we were okay trying and people would ask us, you know, all the time, and please don't do this to people. It puts so much unnecessary pressure. They're like, oh, you just got married. When are the babies? When are the babies? Are you trying? And I'm like, do you, uh, do you want to come in the room and watch us practice? Like, it's just such an uncomfortable question to be asked. And so we had tried and had no success. So when I had left my job in 2018 and walked away from the beauty industry, it was the first time in my life where I actually had the time and space to really consciously do the work I needed to do to prepare myself to be a parent. And at the end of 2019, I'd actually, you know, let me back up really quick. So in the summer of 2019, I worked with a doula. So her name is Unique. She goes by the Consciousness Doula on Instagram. I absolutely love her. And we did a lot of womb therapy and a lot of mindset work and intuitive work to help me see myself as a, I can be like a successful CEO and I can be a successful mom because there was a part of me that didn't believe I could be both. And so we had really done that beautiful work together. And then in December of 2019, I found out I was pregnant. And it is so wild because that summer, my mom had been diagnosed with cancer. So my dad also had been diagnosed the year before, which is why I'd left the beauty industry in the first place. So they're both fighting cancer. My mom had just had surgery for colon cancer to get everything removed. And so, you know, it was kind of like, okay, well, that situation's kind of starting to settle. We had moved them to LA, say, so they were close. So it really felt like, okay, this is, this is a good time. But then it wasn't a good time because I just launched my business and I hadn't really created any results yet. And I'm like, oh my God. And I was so sick when I first found out I was pregnant. And it was so hard because I was just constantly nauseous. I mean, I'd never experienced nausea like that before. Like it just made my worst hangover day of my life look like nothing. And it was crazy because all of these things were starting to happen for me in my business. So I was working, you know, doing some work on learning, you know, how to market myself with an online business. And I had enrolled in a boss babe program. And for those of you who have never heard of boss babe, it's an online community for ambitious women. And they have millions and millions and millions of followers on Instagram. They are very successful in the online business space. And I really loved a lot of the work that they were doing. So I took their teachings. I ran with it. I started creating the most insane results so quickly in my business. And it really felt like everything was starting to come into alignment. And so Boss Babe had recognized that I was doing so many incredible things and they actually certified me as a 2019 success story. And then the opportunity of a lifetime at that you know point of my, my experience had come about and they invited me to speak on stage with Natalie Ellis, who was one of the founders of Boss Babe at Sarah Pendrick's Girl Talk event in 2020. So in January, here I am, you know, pregnant, very sick, on my way to go do my first ever women's empowerment speaking engagement to 500 women. And part of me just wanted to die because I'm like, I feel so terrible. I have no idea how I'm going to get through this. And so in this sense of urgency, I wanted to announce my pregnancy to my family because I was like, okay, I'm about to go on this other experience, this other chapter of life is opening. I need to make this announcement because I'm sure I'm going to talk about it at this, you know, empowerment event. And I don't want anybody finding out a, 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 a different way. So I'm just going to tell everybody. So I took my pregnancy test. I wrapped it up and I drove to all of my closest family members' houses, which I believe was about 10 of them. 
all of my closest friends' houses, and I presented them this little gift, which was a pregnancy test, and they would open it, and I recorded their reactions. Everybody cried. They're screaming because this baby was so, there's everybody in our family just wanted this baby to happen. Every, like my mom, we were engaged for like, I don't even know how many seconds. My mom was like, when are the grandbabies coming? You know, like everybody was so excited for this baby, as was I, you know, and so I do this whole thing, and I'm like, okay, great. My family knows I'm about to go to this amazing new opportunity and put myself out there for the first time in business and everything's happening for me. So I go to this event, I speak on stage, I declare in front of 500 women that I'm going to do work that is going to change the world for this little baby inside of my belly. I vomit my brains out every five seconds trying to make it through this weekend. And we get back and I just like, I, I remember getting back from that and it just felt like everything has fallen into place. My consult calendar was booked. All these people wanted to work with me who had met me at the event. And it was just like, everything was popping. So in February, I noticed I just went from like sick to like real sick and it didn't feel right. Like it did not feel like something was going well. And I just kept thinking, oh my God, like I'm going to lose this baby. And I kept constantly, you know, taking pregnancy tests. I was wanting to book with my doctor to, you know, make sure that the baby was still there. And there was just something inside of me that just felt like something was going very wrong. And so in early March of 2020, my husband and I went on vacation and I just knew like I needed to get out of the house. I just had been so sick. So we went to the beach and we took, we went on a beach glamping trip and we're at the beach and I just felt terrible. And I remember looking at him and I'm like, something is really wrong. And earlier that day we had taken pictures with like what I thought was a little baby bump at the beach and I was holding my belly and I was just like, okay, I'm going to get through this. This is going to be the turning point. You know, I've got all this, you know, momentum with work, like things are working out. I can get through this. And then, you know, and this is, I'm going to get a little sensitive here. So trigger warning, I started bleeding really, really bad. And I just knew, I knew, and it almost felt like I could feel that baby's soul leaving my body. And I remember going into the bathroom of our RV and I just, there was so much blood everywhere. And I called our doctor and they were like, you need to come in immediately. So we still had several days left on our vacation. We pack up our RV, we drive to the hospital and we go in and this is at the very beginning of COVID. So we check in and I remember calling one of my cousins on the way and she's like, I had the same thing happen when I had my daughter, you're going to be fine. And in my head, I'm like, I, I hear you, but I just don't believe you. Like, I just, I know the baby's gone. I just felt empty. I felt like an empty void inside of me. And so we get to the doctor or to the hospital. The doctor walks in. She's in full PPE. And mind you, this is still not normal yet. We haven't gone into lockdown. We're like a week before all of that is going to happen. And so I'm so confused why this person is walking in in PPE and she has like this helmet thing on. And I'm like, what is happening? And she just starts going crazy. She's like, you don't even know what's coming. You, I'm Chinese and I know what's coming. I, cause I have, you know, connections in China and they're telling me what's really going on. You don't even understand. And I'm like, okay, like I'm here to see if my baby's still alive. Can we focus on me? I mean, I get that there's this weird thing called coronavirus going on, but like, I'm here to see if my baby's still alive. Can we please like put the focus on me? So they do an ultrasound and there's no heartbeat. And I remember sitting there and it was that moment where it's like everything in the room just evacuate, like just the noise just all sounded like white noise. And I saw people and I saw their mouths moving, but I couldn't even hear what they were saying. And they brought another doctor in to verify that the baby was gone and they do a second ultrasound and the other doctor just put her hand on my shoulder and she's like, I'm so sorry. And then I just sat there and I looked at the other doctor who, my doctor who was in full PPE, and she had the audacity to look at me and say, you're lucky that it's just a miscarriage and not COVID. And I was like, 
what? Like who in that, in their right mind would say something like that to someone who just found out that their baby died? Like how fucking dare you? And it was one of the hardest pieces of information I've ever had to hear because part of me wanted to just get up and slap her. And then the other part of me just wanted to scream. And then the other part of me just wanted to, you know, just fall over and cry. And I just felt numb. I felt numb, but I knew. I knew walking into that appointment, I knew the information that I was going to hear. And I remember thinking, and I, I hate that I had this thought before, but I didn't understand what happens when you find out that you're pregnant. Like so many things instantly shift for you. It's like your body starts preparing to be a mother. And I remember thinking like, oh, why is miscarriage such a big deal? It's not like the baby was alive. And I think back to that version of me and I'm like, how dare you have that thought? Because in that moment, that was the, it felt like my whole entire world was just coming down. And yeah, I never met that baby, but I trusted that, you know, that baby was meant to be with me, all of the things. And so a couple of weeks later, I had to go back to the doctor for something else. And I saw my primary care physician and she didn't know that I had lost the baby. And so I walked in and she's like, how are you feeling mama? And I was like, my baby died. And she was like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, and she put her hands on my shoulders and mind you at this point, we're now in full lockdown. So I hadn't had touch. I hadn't had human connection. And so I'm like, oh God, stranger danger. She's touching me. Am I going to get sick? She's working with the public, you know, and she just looks at me and she said something to me that I will never forget. And I recently just had the opportunity to thank her for this because this was what was the catalyst that started my healing journey she looked at me and she goes in my religion we believe that babies who are not meant to come earthside attached to very strong souls to help them transition so that baby knew that you were strong and you gave that baby such a gift because you set that baby's soul free so thank you for being such a strong and brave woman and I just sat there and I just lost it I'm crying right now because it's one of those things where I feel like life puts angels in the form of humans to say things to you that help you get through some of the hardest moments of your life. And in that moment, she was my angel. And I sat there and I just thought to myself, I will be damned if all of this pain is for nothing. Like I will figure out a way to heal from this. And mind you, now we're in full lockdown. So I have nothing but time and space (laughs) to do the healing work. And so what I decided to do was go all in with my husband to heal this together. And I am so grateful that this all happened during lockdown because I wouldn't have had the time and the space to do this if I was still, you know, functioning and if he was still having to go to work, but we had nothing but time and space to dive into the healing process. So we actually set Saturday meetings where we would sit down and once a week we would get together And we would talk about how we were feeling and we would talk about where we were struggling and where we needed love and support. And it was so powerful to be able to have such a strong partner to heal with together and nothing but space to time, you know, and space and time to heal. So that was absolutely one of the biggest gifts. And it was so challenging because at that point, I had to let my business go. I was so sick and I was, you know, so traumatized. I couldn't show up for anybody else. I had to show up for myself. So I felt like I was losing my business. Both of my parents were struggling with cancer. Things had really gotten wild with their journey. And now I can't see them because we're in lockdown. So I'm like, oh my God, are my parents going to die? And I'm not ever going to be able to see them again. I just lost my baby. So it felt like there was just this tremendous loss that was happening in my life. And it was so unbearable at moments to face. And so the things that I would do to help myself heal is I would just I would schedule crying sessions and I would dedicate time and space to going and feeling the pain, which is so counterintuitive to everything that we are taught, right? So I would actually go into my she cave, which is my office, and I have a gigantic bean bag in here. 
and I would just stay up here and I would cry for as long as I needed to. And my husband knew exactly what I was doing. He's like, all right, I'm going to let you go feel it for as long as you need to be out there. And I would just let it go. And then I would meditate. I would pray. I would journal. I would really get conscious about the stories that I wanted to make this mean about myself, that I was broken, that I failed as a woman that I was never destined to be a mom in the first place. And I would heal those stories and I would make sense of why I was thinking that. And then I would choose to think a different way about it. No, it is still possible for me. No, my body isn't broken. No, it is going to work for me, right? So I had to consciously do that moment or do take those moments for myself to do that work. I also had a really powerful support team around me. I had FaceTime dates with all of my friends all the time, if not every day, because they showed up as my elevation squad. This is something I teach inside of the CAN program is to assign your elevation squad. And my elevation squad came for me hard. And my elevation squad, like the whole antithesis behind this teaching is to have women around you that lift you up in the moments where you need it the most, who can champion you and show you that you are worth it on the days where you can't see it, who can help build you up and help give you the tools that you need to heal when you are so broken on the inside where you don't have those tools for yourself and I had those people and it is so crazy because one of my closest friends in my life she just showed up at my doorstep she's pounding on our door and at this point this actually was the night of our miscarriage and I just looked at my husband I was like I can't see anybody right now and for 30 minutes that pounding did not stop and I'm like whoever is out there really wants to get in and she wouldn't leave and I'm like okay we need to see who this is and so she comes in and she actually opened up to me and told me that a few, you know, I don't remember if it was a week or a month or so, but she had also had a miscarriage. And we just sat there and cried together. And she ended up being one of the most pivotal support tools that I could ever have. I also had another very close friend who had gone through the most insane journey, had experienced so much loss, was going through IVF, and she was still in the process of trying to get pregnant. And I just kept asking her, how do you do this? And she looked at me one day and she just looked and she's like, because I believe it's going to happen. And I just, I'll never forget her saying that. And her belief in her possibility inspired me to create belief in my possibility. And if it wasn't for those women in my life, I wouldn't have a child right now. I wouldn't have had the belief and support. I might've just given up, who knows, but they were my angels and they were my elevation squad who helped me keep going. So I want you first and foremost, if you are in this place where you have experienced loss, this is why it is so important to open up and share what you're going through. And if you need a person to share with, come talk to me. I've got your back. And I know how hard this is. You know, I went through the pits of hell and being willing to feel all of this and heal all of this. The things that happened for me on the other side of my miscarriage were insane because I became the strongest version of myself that has ever existed. I was not going to let this pain take me out. My marriage got even stronger and deeper and more loving, and it took my trust in our relationship to the next level because I knew if we could go through this, we could go through anything, right? And I think something interesting that ended up happening is I had told myself this lie for a second. This is where my elevation squad just came in and crushed this is I told myself, I'm like, well, maybe I just really didn't want kids. Like we got in a puppy and I'm like, oh, that's good enough. And my best friend, she and I, after I had my miscarriage, we made a pregnancy pact. And when we made that pregnancy pact, we were like, okay, we're going to get pregnant together. We're going to do this together. And so I had told myself this lie that I didn't want kids anymore as a form of protection. And I see so clearly now that's what I was doing was just trying to protect myself from future pain. And when I shared with her that I wasn't going to become a mom, she was pissed. And she's like, we made a pact. And I was so shocked that she had that reaction. And it is so crazy because in the end of 2021, 
at, at New Year's, she tells me that she's pregnant. And I had all sorts of feelings about it. I was like, no, like, hold on. We were supposed to do this together. And she's like, yeah, are you coming with me or what? And I was like, uh, but I thought I didn't want to have kids. And my husband at the time, he's like, Elise, you got to pick a lane, like get on the fence or get off the fence. Like you can't keep, you know, pulling me through the mud. Cause one day you're saying you want kids. One day you're, one day you're saying you don't like pick a lane. And I was like, I wouldn't be this upset over her being pregnant if I didn't want kids. Like obviously something is happening within me right now that is showing me that my future is children. And what is so crazy is a month later I got pregnant and my best friend and I, <laughs> this is the coolest thing that I have ever been through. We got to experience being pregnant together and our pregnancy pact became our reality. We set that intention. We manifested that shit and we got to be pregnant together. Our kids are two months apart. My other friend who had really struggled with IVF, she got pregnant four months before me. She lives right down the street from me. Our children are now growing up together, seeing each other every single week. I had 19 women in my life who were pregnant at the same time as me, and we were all part of the geriatric club. We were all over the age of 36 when we conceived, and that's what they call you know women over the age of 36 is geriatrics. And it was so crazy because I'm watching all of this happen, and I'm like, oh my God, like it's happening for us. We're all doing it. But I will tell you, I had a lot of fear and I deeply feared loss and I found it really challenging to connect to the idea of being pregnant and it was very scary for me in the early weeks of pregnancy because all of that trauma from the loss came back and we had lost our first baby I want to say it was two days before my 12th week which after the 12th week you're supposed to be in the safe zone right that's what they tell you and the you know the the chance for miscarriage goes down significantly so week 11 oh my god it was so hard for me to get through that week because I'm like any moment I'm gonna have a miscarriage so it was interesting because I had to support myself via my tools, via healing, to work through that. And once again, I now have a beautiful, almost seven-month-old baby boy because I stayed committed. I had all of my friends to support me. I had all of these women in my life to support me. And then on top of it, I took the pain that I felt from the miscarriage and I used that to connect so deeply with women in this world because I went to the pits of hell. I felt pain like I have never felt pain in my life and that helped me to deeply, deeply connect and have very meaningful conversations with women about pain, about working through things and I truly believe that had I have not experienced that level of pain, I would not be so successful in my business right now because what am I helping women do as a coach? I'm helping them navigate fear and doubt and insecurity and limiting beliefs and if I wouldn't have been able to do that work on myself as my first client, me as my first client first, then I wouldn't be able to help anybody else with that. So I am a living, breathing testament to my products because I was willing to do the work on myself first. And that that is what makes me such a remarkable coach and why I'm able to serve at such a deep and meaningful level with the women that I work with. And that is why now... I'm so open about my pain. I'm so open about my struggle because that is me taking on leadership in this chapter of my life in the most powerful way. Because if I can get through my pain and learn how to transition it into fuel, so can you. And I've helped hundreds of women do this now. I have a lot of proof that it is possible for any of us to transmute this pain into fuel. So if you are in this place right now, thinking that, oh God, I'm never going to get through this. I can't see this. It's going to be too much. It's going to be too painful. That's not it. That is not the way for you. You have the ability to heal from this pain. So what I need you to know about miscarriage is your miscarriage means nothing negative about you unless you decide it does. It does not mean that you are broken. It does not mean that you are a failure as a woman. It does not mean that it is impossible and that your body is not able to do what it is made to do. I see a lot of women telling themselves that story. I told myself that story too. 
you're not broken. There is always another way. You are never out of options. You always have a will when there is a there's when there's a will there's a way right you always have options when you have the belief that it is possible so when you believe in the end result of having your baby and you never give up on that belief you will have your baby and whether that is via IVF adoption a surrogate whatever it might be for you it doesn't matter what car you take to get to your destination you are getting to the destination And I had that, I used that analogy with one of my friends who was pregnant. She's also a past client because she was very ashamed of having to use IVF to get pregnant. And that really bothered her. She's like, I feel like I'm not doing my job as a woman. I needed support to get it done. And I was like, okay. And we were talking about, we were on a group chat with, um, you know, our other friends and we were all going through, one of our friends was already a mom. And then my, you know, past client and I were pregnant at the same time. And I'm like, okay, well you drive this kind of car. She drives this kind of car. So does that make getting to the destination wrong? Because she drives this kind of car and you do. And she's like, no. And I was like, so who cares if it was IVF or who cares if it was a natural pregnancy or who cares if it was, you know, surrogacy, who cares if it was adoption, you're still getting the rainbow or the gold at the end of the rainbow. So who cares? And she's like, I've never thought about it that way. So we have millions of ways to get where we want to go. So you are never, ever, ever, ever out of options. All you have to do is stay committed to the destination. And once you do that and you put all of your belief, just like my friend did, and what she offered me that kept me going was believing so deeply in the fact that it is possible, it's going to happen for you. I need you to know also that you are designed to heal. So you are not going to stay in the pain of the loss unless you avoid doing the healing work. So you are designed to heal. We as humans are are designed to feel any emotion, even as terrible as some of the, you know, more challenging emotions feel the shame, the embarrassment, the guilt, the grief, right? Grief is a horrible emotion. I describe grief to a lot of people as getting hit by the biggest hundred foot wave that you have ever been hit by and being drugged underneath ocean and spinning out and getting, you know, ravaged in the coral and the waves just keep pounding you and pounding you and pounding you. And all of a sudden you try to come up for air and it's suffocating you. It feels like you're drowning in grief waves. So of course, none of us are going to say like, oh yeah, I want to go feel my grief today. That sounds fun. No, no, that's not, that's not what most of us do. And if you are that human, amen. You are a different kind of unicorn, but I just need you to know that you are designed to heal. So with 20% of us as women having prayer, having miscarriages, that's a lot of healing that needs to be done. So this is why we're here doing this work today. So I want to offer you some specific steps to help you heal right now. And if you need support here too, and want to take this work deeper, please join us for the Heal Your Heart virtual retreat. This is happening on June 3rd. It's coming tomorrow for you. And we are going to be spending three hours working on healing you. So I have a healer joining me. She is going to be giving us all sorts of healing modalities. I'm going to be there guiding you too. So you have professionals to help support you do these exact steps. So why not heal in community? I think that that is one of the most powerful ways to heal supported by other women who are on the journey. We have some specific people who are coming just for healing miscarriage. So you are not going to be alone. There are so many of us who have gone through this. So let's do this work together. Okay. So how to heal. First, and this is the worst part, you got to feel it because you have to heal it before you, you have to feel it before you can heal it. So in order to actually start the process, you've got to be willing to feel the hard emotions. The second part of this is to listen to your thoughts that your brain is offering you about what, 
your experiences. So mine, like I said, is, you know, I'm broken. I'm a failure as a woman, all those horrible things, right? It's never going to happen for me. So you've got to listen to your thoughts about it and you've got to start consciously thinking thoughts that help you create belief in possibility. So that might even be, okay, today I'm going to try one more time. You know, that might be a thought. Today I am going to trust that however it's going to work out is going to work out. Today I am going to give myself the opportunity to sit down and journal and write down all the ways that it could be possible for me just to fuel that belief in possibility. So We've got to listen to your thoughts because if you're thinking all sorts of thoughts, because our thoughts create our feelings, right? So if you're thinking all sorts of thoughts that make you feel terrible and make you feel like this journey is going to be impossible for you, of course, we're going to be creating a lot of proof and impossibility. We want to be thinking thoughts that are creating proof in possibility, not impossibility, right? So this is possible for me. I'm not a failure as a woman. I'm learning how to figure this out. I'm taking steps to make this happen for myself. Or you can just leave it just like my friend. I believe it's going to happen for me. And just let that be your power thought. Because let me tell you, once I adopted that, of course it was going to happen. And when you get that certain about the belief, that's when it becomes inevitable. So the next aspect of healing is to let go of the judgment and the shame and do the powerful work to rewrite your story about what you tell yourself about this experience. So for me, like I said, this pain wasn't going to be for nothing. And my story is not going to be a victim. And it is going to be, I'm going to use this pain to fuel me to greatness, to allow me to connect deeply with other people, to learn how to to teach people to heal from the same experience, right? So that's my story and that fuels me to greatness. I'm here talking to you about this right now. So what do you want your story to be about this when it's not fueled with judgment and shame and grief, right? The next part of it, and this is also a very challenging step for so many of us, is we have to accept that it happened. I hate that it happened for you. I hate that it happened for me too, but this is not the end for you. So when you get to a place of offering yourself acceptance, the other thing that comes on the other side of the acceptance is peace because now it just is. It's not something that is, you know, you're struggling with it. Just, it is, it happened. You can hate that it happened, but it is, we're here. And once you get to the place of acceptance, what comes next is you got to grieve it right? We got to feel that grief. You got to be willing to go underneath that hundred foot wave and tumble around and come up to catch your breath. And I encourage you to talk about it so you don't have to suffer in silence. So whether that's talking to me, a friend, somebody you feel safe with, a therapist, you hire a coach to help you process this, whatever you need to do, which leads me to the next step to heal it is going to be your biggest gift that you ever give yourself. Because what I will tell you is if you don't invest in the healing, what's going to happen is you're going to be going through life, doing very normal things, and all of a sudden you're going to get hit with a grief wave out of nowhere. And it could be something as simple as you're at work and somebody comes in and offers a pregnancy announcement and all of a sudden you're like, fuck her. I can't believe she's pregnant. She didn't even want kids. And all of a sudden you're spinning out in resentment and you're angry and everyone's like, whoa, what's happened to you? Are you okay? And you're just sitting here and you can't you know, you're not going to tell them, oh, well, I'm thinking about, you know, me losing my baby. And that's why I'm spinning out. But these moments where that unprocessed pain is still living inside of you will fester and it will take you over and it will spin you out in the moments where you expect it to where you're least expecting it. It just comes up like a gremlin. And it's like, all of a sudden it's here and you're spinning out and you don't know what to do about it. I don't want you to go through that. I don't want you to be that pressure cooker that explodes because you just have all of this unprocessed pain living inside of you. So please invest in healing to get the support that you need to work through this. And once again, that can just come through conversations with women who you love and trust. Okay, 
And the last step in this is to use your learnings to fuel you to grow. So who did you become in the process of losing a child? I know, like I told you, I became my most strong, powerful self, right? My most empowered, embodied self, my most healed self. And I love this version of me. Once again, I hate how I got here. I hate that this was the road that got me to this point, but good God, this experience put so much into perspective for me. And then when I got pregnant with my son, it really showed me, oh my God, like if this does happen again, I can handle it again. I'm strong. I can get through anything, right? So the steps to heal are just, it's as follows, right? We're going to feel it. You're going to really understand your thoughts about it. You're going to let go of your judgment and shame. You're going to accept it. You're going to grieve it. You're going to heal it and you're going to use your learnings to fuel your growth. So if you have a fear of loss, which I find so many women have, I want to offer you one thought because this was actually something that my friend had offered me who helped me believe in the result of having a baby. And she told me one day, she's like, so many women have normal pregnancies and you can be that woman too. And I don't know why that always stuck with me because then in those moments where I did have the fear of the loss, I was like, okay, I can be one of those women that has a normal pregnancy. And guess what I was? And so in that moment, use thoughts like that to create calm and safety in your body. And what I love to do is put one hand on my heart and one hand on my belly when I feel that fear come in. And I ask myself, what do I need to feel calm and safe right now? So I'll take that moment for myself and just take it moment to moment. We don't want to get ahead of the hows and the whens and all that. We don't want to bother ourselves with that. It's all about being present in the current moment to feel and process the fear as it comes up in real time. What this is going to do is disempower creating a super fear that comes along with any sort of untreated and unprocessed emotion. So that's when I talk about you just randomly spinning out when you hear somebody talk about being pregnant, you know, like I, okay, let me give you an example. I had this happen. So we went on vacation to the Caribbean and this was in that point where I was still lying to myself to protect myself from the pain. And we had seen so many mothers on this trip, so many pregnant women. And I feel like it was life's way of just like putting all of this in me. And what's ironic is I got pregnant on that trip. (laughs) So I'm surrounded by all these pregnant women and something happened that just spun me out so bad because once again, I still had these unprocessed, you know, uh, unprocessed and untreated emotions that I wasn't willing to deal with because I was in denial that I really wanted to be a mom because my brain was trying to convince me that I didn't want to be a mom to protect myself from the pain, right? This is this crazy spiral that our brains do. So we're sitting at the pool at this gorgeous resort, blue aqua water to the side of me, you know, beautiful music playing. We've got fabulous, like I'm drinking like a virgin peony colada, just living my best life. And all of a sudden I see this beautiful pregnant woman with her mom sitting across from me and they've got like little kids running around and it looked like she had another family member with her. And I'm like, oh my God, she's pregnant. And then all of a sudden the resentment started and I was like, pregnant. And then she did something that just killed me. She lit a cigarette and then started drinking a beer. And I instantly went from like annoyed to resentful to I'm going to go like say something to her. And so Mr. Soul Makeup looks at me and he's like, don't you dare. And I'm like, how dare she be the one that has the baby? And I'm over here dying for a child. And my children or my child inside of me died. And this person, this asshole who is going to treat her body like this while there's a miracle of a human life inside of her, she gets to get pregnant, but I don't. I was livid livid, right? So that's what I mean when I say the unprocessed fear. I was ready to rage. We had to leave because I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't be there. I couldn't be there and be cool and be chill about it. I was going to say something and lose my shit on this person. So I had, Mr. Soulmaker physically removed me from the area because 
I, I had no chill. So I realized in that moment, I, I have some more healing work to do, right? This is always, as I've said so many times through healing week thus far, healing is like layers of an onion. <laughs> Just when you think you're healed, it's like, oh no, there's more work to do. There's no finish line when it comes to healing. So in those moments, this is why we've got to treat and process the emotion, because if not, we're going to have these super fears and these super outbursts when we see something simple happen in our day-to-day life. So when that fear comes, you've got to bring yourself back to that safety. And if you're in a space where, let's say you are pregnant, what I found, and especially this is what helped me when I was going through that week 11, fearing that I was going to lose my baby again, is I would hold my belly and I would say, my baby is safe and healthy inside of me right now. And I would repeat that as many times as I needed to until all of a sudden I would feel the fear. I would feel myself moving through it. I would feel, it's like, you know, climbing a mountain, it peaks and then you go down and I would breathe. And then I'd feel my baby move. And I'm like, he's there. We're good. So the last step in managing the fear, and this is a hard one, especially if you're a control freak like me, you've got to surrender to the unknown. We are not in control here. We do not have a guide that is saying, if I do this, X is going to happen. We don't know what the future has in store for us. So the more that you can make peace with the unknown, the easier this process is going to be for you. So that's a couple tips on how to manage the fear of loss. And I want you to always just bring your brain back to the knowing that you are designed to come back from hard moments and that you are designed to feel the hardest of hardest emotions. And that even if you do experience another loss, you will heal from it. And will it be painful and will it be difficult? Yeah, but there are brighter days to come for you. There always are. So we don't want to get stuck in those drama stories and empower those, you know, victimy negative stories about our experience because that's always going to spin you out and keep you from having that beautiful baby that we know is destined for you. Okay, my love. So here's the steps one more time to manage the fear of loss. So just know so many women have normal pregnancies. Do the work to create that calm safety by asking yourself, what do I need to feel safe and calm right now? Take a moment in the moment to be present and feel and process the fear as it comes up. Bring yourself back to safety and affirm if you are pregnant that my baby is safe and healthy inside of me or affirm I believe that I will get pregnant. I believe this will happen for me and then surrender to the unknown. Okay. I hope this has been helpful for you and I really want you to know once again that it is possible for you. You've got to bring your place to or bring your brain brain to the place of possibility and I will tell you it is pretty surreal because there are five of the women that have done the CAN program with me and all of them had experienced loss and all of them now have children and they were pregnant and they got pregnant during the time that we were working together because we did the work to clear out all of the trauma, to process all of the pain, to work through all of those tender emotions. So I know how painful and traumatizing this loss can be. If you are someone who has experienced loss, I want you to know that I see you and I feel you and I'm here for you and you are not alone and you are not without help. I have faced this personally and like I said, supported so many clients as their coach to help them prepare for conceiving and to heal and process from their loss. And it is so insane, the celebrations that we had the with the women who ended up getting pregnant during our work together. I mean, we literally just sobbed together because at that point I was pregnant too. And it was just so cool that we were all getting to celebrate and prepare for receiving this gift. 
I mean, it was profoundly and deeply moving to experience this with them. So just know that you are never without support and that healing the stress and the pain and the anxiety that you face about trying again will be life-changing for you. And being free of the pain of loss will be liberating for you. And I encourage you to get the support that you need to set yourself free here because you don't deserve to live in that life of pain. You don't deserve to be in that place where like me, you're blowing up in public because you're seeing somebody have a baby when that's all you really desperately want, right? So if you need that support, please join us tomorrow for the retreat. Tickets are available for $39 right now. You can tap the link in the show notes. And if you have anything that you want to talk through, please just, you know, you have me as a friend in your corner shoot me a message on Instagram. You can send me a voice note. You can send me, you know, just a DM. And let's talk through this because I don't want you suffering in silence alone. All right. Tomorrow we will be back for our next edition of Healing Week. Once again, another hard topic. That's why we're doing this work. And we're going to be talking all things healing from cancer. And once again, we also have the retreat tomorrow. So please, please join us. And if you are in the LA area on Sunday, 6-4, we are doing our first ever Soul Makeup Beach Day. So I would love for you to join us if you are local here in Los Angeles. It's totally free. I'm just getting all the people that I love the most in my life together because I truly feel, once again, healing happens in community and healing happens at the beach. So what better way to do this work and just really bring Healing Week to the most beautiful clothes than together and beautiful beautiful Santa Monica, California, to enjoy our company and community and just supporting each other as amazing women and people, because we all been through some shit, right? So let's go through this shit together. You are not alone, my friend. I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If this helps you, I would love for you to share the gift of confidence with a friend because this is how we all grow. So share this with your girls, a coworker, a fellow mama, or your fam on social media because we all need support in our confidence journey. So sharing can help us heal, feel better, and take steps to grow now. Also, I'd love if you would drop your rating in. Ratings and reviews help me so much more than you realize. And if you found yourself listening today and thinking, I need professional support, I would love to invite you to join the CAN program where I will teach you how to take confident action now. If increased confidence is what you want, this is multiple months of dedicated you time where we will do the deep work on you to create your most confident self, both personally and professionally. Because once you know how to generate the feeling of confidence from the inside out, the possibilities become endless and your results become inevitable. This is the most valuable investment you will ever making yourself. And I cannot wait to see who you become on the other side of doing this work on you. So visit me at soulmakeup.com to learn more or come be my bestie on Instagram. You can find me at your soul makeup. See you next time.